Welcome, everybody, to the American Laundry News Podcast. Since 1974, American Laundry News has been the newspaper of record for laundry and linen management. I'm your host, Editor Matt Poe. I've been with American Laundry News since 2015. For more than 25 years, I've been in print and online media, most of that time writing and editing for trade publications. Now, the labor market is tight. There's no doubt about it. And for laundry and linen services, that means it's more difficult than ever to hire and retain good employees. Many hiring and retention strategies involve looking at the employee, screening and training and mentoring. But how often does a company look at itself, look at the culture of its workplace? Joining me on the phone today from Denver, Colorado, is Chris Besh. Chris is the CEO and founder of Choose People, which is dedicated to helping change company cultures so that employees feel good about going to work. Chris is with us today to share about how laundry and linen services can work to create a positive workplace culture. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So let's start with, tell us a little bit more about Choose People and how you got involved with helping to improve workplace culture. So how I got into doing this work, Matt, is that um, I used to have a moving company way back in the day. And when I came to that moving company, the culture was so toxic that people were literally yelling obscenities at each other and such that we also struggled to cover payroll because your culture, bar none, impacts your financial success. And it's one of those things that in the course of a year, by focusing on our employee experience, we actually were able to reduce our turnover by 40% as compared to the industry average and then create a bottom line twice that same average. And from that, I was like, wow, why aren't more organizations focusing on this? Because culture wasn't even in the business vernacular, you know, at the time, no one was really talking about culture. And this is back in like 2002. So as time went on, I always became more and more interested. And in 2009, I decided to transition out of the moving company and start Shoot People. But before I launched my company, I was like, you know, I'm going to do a year's worth of research with the Industrial Organizational Psychology Department at Colorado. State University to find out what makes employees feel good about coming to work and how do you measure it. So let's start out with some definitions here, just so we're all on the same page. What is your definition of workplace culture? So my definition of workplace culture is it's literally the context that your people work within. So a couple of different ways to think about it is it's literally that the air your team is breathing while running your marathon. And the other way I describe it, it's the energy force field that your people walk. When they walk into your organization, is the experience like, you know, some people it's like walking into Disney and for other people it's like walking into the DMV, right? Where it's kind of soul sucking. And so it's one of those where clearly you want to have a culture where there's vibrancy, there's energy, there's excitement, people are committed, there's loyalty. Like that's the culture you're wanting to create and not the one where the context is such where it's like, it's really hard to be a happy, productive individual because it's so toxic. As I mentioned earlier, in today's labor market, it's not easy to find or hold on to employees. How important is workplace culture to hiring and retention? So um, it's mission critical. And what I mean by that on the hiring side, right, a lot of organizations don't consider what their employment reputation is. What's your employment brand? When you consider like word on the street about working at your company, what is said about that? When your team is out in the world and they're asked about where they work and how they like it, what are they saying? 
because what they're saying is impacting, right? If they say they love it and and I'm looking for a job, I'm going to ask more to where I might be interested in applying for an opening at the company as compared to one of your people, one of your team members goes to a family picnic and they just are grumbling and frustrated and like no one's going to seek to work at your company. So on the hiring side, there's that whole employment brand that you really have to tend to, to be able to get top talent. And then on the retention side, I know this, it's more obvious, right? So once you get that top talent in the door, in order to keep them there, they want to you have to want them to be there, right? They Where it's a place that they're like, they could see themselves there for like the next five, seven years. And the only way that's going to happen is if they have an empowering context in which they feel like this is the place I need to be. This is where I want to be. This is my life's work. Or even just these are the people I want to work with. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about good cultures. Uh, what do you see as indicators that a company has a good workplace culture? So I will tell you there there is just the initial, I mean, you can look at turnover. That's a really concrete data-based indicator of how good an organization's culture is. And granted, you're looking at voluntary turnover that you wish those people hadn't left, right? It's one thing when you have people leave and you're like, good riddance, you weren't a good fit. You know, somehow we miscalculated in our hiring process. But it's another when you do have top talent or people who are really good and they choose differently and maybe they even go to another organization within your industry. So it's not that they were choosing a whole different lifestyle or they were choosing to move to another state, but where they really are saying, you know, this is not, this isn't working for me. And again, it can be for a lot of different reasons. So turnover, voluntary turnover is a really good indicator. And then I will tell you, and most of us can, right? Like this isn't just something that I can do, but you can tell when you walk into, pick a store, right? And you walk into the store and you look at the people who are working there, you can tell if they're happy to be there. There's an, you literally energetically can tell if people are happy to be there. So when you consider first for yourself, as someone who's part of your team and part of your company, like how do you feel when you walk into your workplace? And if you are leadership and you don't even feel good about coming in, you don't look forward to coming to your workplace, imagine how your team feels. And is are there smiles? Is there laughter? Is there camaraderie? Is there a sense of vibrancy? Or does it feel kind of gray and dull and like a slog? And it's like all you can do is just keep looking at the clock and get to the end of the day. So you really can tell in that facet. The other facet I would say is if you have people asking for raises that haven't done anything to earn those raises. And that's a common, if that's a common occurrence, not just one or two people, but on a regular basis, you have people coming you asking for more money and they haven't increased the return on investment to the company, chances are they're telling you what I'm getting paid isn't worth it to put up with this culture. So that's that's another indicator that I look at. But one thing I will share with you too, Matt, is I actually have a whole document about like the symptoms, like how do you know if you don't do a data check and you're not doing a survey of any sort, if you're just looking at the symptoms, there's a whole list of symptoms. And then of course, you can always do an employee survey to evaluate like, what do people think? Do they feel good about coming to work? So let's continue along that lines of companies falling short. Where in your experience, do you see overall that companies have fall short in their workplace culture? There's a couple of different areas where it's super common. One, I would say, is um, where there's good intention. 
I actually, I have a lot of compassion for a lot of organizations who really, they want to do the right thing. They have good intentions. They try to put on events, you know, put in a foosball table and they're trying to do things to kind of lift morale and yet they, they don't make any progress. And and so there's this frustration of like, we're trying to make them happy and yet it doesn't make them happy. So where there's these kind of surface level efforts to try to improve the culture, that's that's one thing that I see that's pretty common. The other thing that I see that's common is when, especially in the case if you actually have a toxic culture and you just want everyone to like, you know, have a fresh new page to start off and then you're trying to build this great culture. If you have issues from the past that you haven't dealt with, um, if you have significant disunity between departments that hasn't been addressed, if there's basically if there's any significant toxicity that hasn't been addressed until you address it, you cannot build an extraordinary workplace culture. You've got to deal with that piece first. So those are kind of the two things I'd say, you know, you have the companies who are, who, again, it's good. Like our culture is good. No one's going to go postal, which I always say, you know, high five, (laughs) you know, but at the same token, like no one's clamoring to work there. One other thing I do want to share where companies tend to fall short is they let issues linger too long. So whether it's drama or apathy or entitlement or silos or toxic individuals that maybe bring the company a lot of money, but cause all sorts of havoc. Um, when they let those issues linger too long, that's the other thing that I would just say is where a lot of companies fall short. You've mentioned making the attempt. You're the expert. What are some of your general recommendations for companies that you make to help them improve their workplace cultures? What I would share with you, again, if you're one of those organizations where you're good, but not extraordinary, where you can start is really looking at how to create more emotional intimacy with your team. And and if you say to me, like, that sounds scary, <laughs> like, especially if you're in HR, like, they'll hit me upside the head. Um, like, I'm really talking about how do you build more camaraderie within your team? And the way you do that is you have your people feel like they're known, that you care about them as individuals, that they matter, that their contribution matters, that their work matters, that when they go above and beyond, it matters, and also that when they slack, it matters. And then third where there's a sense of inclusion, where they feel included and there's a sense of shared identity and tribe and belonging and that whole inclusion piece. So I always say like you really, what you really want to focus on rather than getting the foosball table or putting together the bowling event is really what would it look like to have your people feel and experience being known, matter, and included. Now, I'd like to start, if we can, dial a little bit more into Laundry Linen Services. And you've presented at industry-related events. From the conversations that Mm -hmm. you've had at these events, what stands out to you about workplace cultures in the industry? What have you learned about it? I did present at the Linen Association. They were an extraordinary audience, and I was there for about half the day. And the biggest thing that I heard was just the struggle to find good, solid talent. And also that there was just a high rate of turnover. And that is something that not just the linen industry is seeing. There's several industries that are really struggling with that because in the world of like wages and, you know, you look at there's the job market is really um, strong right now such that if, if I'm looking for work, I have a lot of different things to choose from. And so there is that consideration like culture is one of the most important factors to being able to retain those people that that you do bring in. But I know finding that talent can be challenging. And so that's where that employment brand is a huge opportunity. 
if we can look a little bit at a laundry operation, there are a few different areas like the plant with employees washing, drying, and folding. You've got management, the front office, and then maybe delivery personnel mm-hmm. on the road interacting with customers. Do you have any specific tips or recommendations you would give for overall laundry linen services or even the different areas that can improve those cultures? Similar to in the moving industry, you have your office and then you have your crew. And so similar with Right. With the linen industry, you have the the people who are in the office and then you have people who are out in the plant making it all kind of happen. And a lot of times there can be some significant finger pointing between those two groups around like if something goes wrong, whose fault it was. And that will create disunity and disgruntlement and frustration at there's nobody's tomorrow, right, for both for both of those groups. And there's always this sense in the plant, oftentimes, that the people in the office have it better, right? And there can be this sense of like, oh, they've got the just the better conditions that they're working under. And what I want to share with you is that you always want to make sure that your office people have a level of humility with the people who are in the plant. And what I mean by that is that where they really get that at the end of the day, without the people who are in the plant, there is no company, right? Without their blood, sweat, and tears. And for us, you know, without our movers picking people pianos up switchback staircases, we didn't have a company. And so it was one of those where like they had to have each other's backs. And so we would actually talk to the plant and have them really fully, or for us, our crew, but for you all, your plant around like, what is it that the office does? They don't just sit there and eat bonbons, you know, like the, the, <laughs> here's the actual work and the logistics and everything that they're coordinating. And here's some of the challenges that they face. And right, you really want to have them get the world of what the office does. And same thing for the office is you really want to have them understand the world of what the plant deals with and the challenges that they face so that there's compassion and empathy for one another, such that when things don't go well, instead of trying to do the whole witch hunt of whose fault it is, there's more of evaluation of like, dad, Nabbit, like, how did this happen? And how can we solution around it for the future? And where there is that compassion, empathy and camaraderie and working together towards the success of the organization and the company, rather than this hot potato of whose fault it is. And I don't know how often that happens in your industry, but I know a lot of industries where there is kind of this a little bit of a white collar group and a blue collar group, there can be disunity there. And you absolutely have to make sure that that's not the case. And the easiest way to do that really is more on the office side um, and having them express acknowledgement and appreciation to the plant people where they actually go to them and say, you know, without you, we wouldn't have a company because the plant people don't hear that. A lot of times they hear that they're replaceable, that we can find another one like you. Like, And it's crazy because your best plant people, your best people who are doing your washing and drying and folding, those people are gold. And there's times when you actually want them getting paid more, like your best of the best. When you consider bandwidthing of pay, you want your best of the best in the plant to be making more than someone who's new in the office. Last question here. If there was one thing that you would hope that the listeners would take back to their laundries from this podcast, what would that be? So the one thing that I would say is to really is to focus on that camaraderie piece and have your people feel like they're known, matter, and included. We did that. Again, that's what we did with our movers, which is considered a tough employee population, and it made all the difference. It made all the difference, and it doesn't cost anything. There's a little bit of time, and time is money, but it will be such 
some of the best time you have ever invested. And so within that, right, when someone makes a mistake, you don't jump down their throat. And again, I know your listeners know this, and it's interesting how quick that can happen, right? You can have someone who's managing, who jumps down someone's throat for making a mistake rather than just really evaluating how did we get here? And is there something in the chain of thinking that we actually need to shift or that was missing in the training where they're guiding, coaching, mentoring, and supporting the people that they're managing and where there's also just that acknowledgement and there's that appreciation of like, wow, you've been on your feet for like so many hours, again, without you and without your work and without this role, our company wouldn't be where it is today. Chris, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazines, LLC in Chicago. The music, composed by Poddington Bear called Holding On, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. For American Laundry News, I'm Editor Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean.